Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Whale Nerds Podcast. We are late, as usual. <laughs> it's our normal summer. <laughs> this is episode 37. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Caitlin Taylor. Hello. We're here with Lacey, too. So and my dog, Lacey. She doesn't have her squeaky, for, though. Seven for Eric, <laughs> who is still circumnavigating the globe. Yeah, he really kind of. is. He's in Canada now, I think. And where's he end at? Does he go back I think to, Canada's the end of it. Dang. He comes back this weekend. <coughs> Oh, I thought he's gone for like three weeks or something. He's, it's already been two weeks. Dang. <laughs> I feel like I've been gone for a while too. You have. Well, I was, well, only like five days. Well, one extra day. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you see here while I was gone? Uh, fog and humpbacks. Oh yeah, because Adam, I saw Adam's pictures from two, Dude, yes, two days that ago. That was, was foggy. brutal. Still saw stuff though. You had like white yeah. sides and humpbacks. Um, we had a very. So I was on a private charter, and it was this group of um six they were all like a family and they the guy they planned this surprise trip for this guy for his 30th birthday he loves whales and he'd never seen one so they booked on a your private boat? charter for him yeah and adam Just, went on that no oh, adam you were was on, on the other boat. On opposite boat yeah so him. i was on a different boat than him and we had a really nice encounter with coastal bottlenose that were feeding on anchovies for a while nice. they were like the fish were flying and it was really cool and then Wow, we had like two and a half hours in the fog looking at nothing. I mean, all these boats drove north of Moss Landing, like to the Pajaro. That's what he said. He said it went really far. Yeah. And because a boat out of Moss Landing had seen a whale and it was like such thick fog, you could barely see past the front of the boat all over the bay. Every boat had a struggle. <laughs> and then another boat that came out at 10 stumbled across a group of whales on the edge of the canyon where the Soquel and the main canyon meet. And so we all just beelined it over there because we were all doing this grid search, like six boats. We're doing a grid search for one whale and we couldn't find it. So we gave up and went to that whale. Th those two whales, as soon as we got there, lunch feeding. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, <laughs> this just like saved so our trip. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing lunch feeding in the, f in the fog, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. There's, so, it still looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was rad. Sometimes it's hard with the camera, but like. Yeah, it's hard to get photos. But if you're just standing there enjoying it, it like I was, I was like, this is perfect. It's only hard to get photos because sometimes the fog can bring it in and out of focus. Yeah. Be in, in between the whale. Yeah. The fog in between yeah. you and the whale. Exactly. But if if it's like not super dense fog and it's just right above the whales, it, but it's still foggy, it can look really cool in the photos. It gets really moody. Yeah. So, any, so later that day, I text the captain I was out with. I text Danny and was like, so did you find whale? Did you have to go all the way to those whales again for the afternoon? Because for an hour shorter trip, that's a long ways. Yeah. And he was like, he called me and he was like, there were at least eight or nine whales between us oh. and those whales at the Soquel. Wow. And there was two on the beach. I was like, what? How did we miss all of them? That's so funny. <laughs> it was that foggy. <laughs> But Monterey, people always ask me about that. Like, I'm like, well, in the summer, it's pretty much fog. But it's it's so weird. I feel like it. my first summer here, it was really foggy. But mm -hmm. then it wasn't. Like, the last couple of summers weren't really. Well, they yeah. were foggy, but in, in the parts where I don't think they were normally supposed to be foggy. Or is it supposed to be now that's foggy? This is late in the year for it to be <coughs> foggy. It's usually like July, August, right? Yeah. No sky like July. August. Yeah. August. Yeah. So. June gloom. But now it's like foggy. It's been foggy in the morning. Yeah. Now. It's almost October. But was it today? No, not Today's today. Today's clear, huh? Yeah. It looks nice today. But I, I'm wondering if it's going to be foggy tomorrow because it's so hot today. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's been hot happens. inland, huh? Yeah. So on the Dude, day. It's 90 it's, degrees it's, here. It's so funny. Like, I feel like 
every time I leave here, either I see something really cool on the boat, which I didn't go out before I left, like yeah. not really recent to the day I left, but on our way out, I saw humpbacks like driving through Marina. I was oh, like, there's did? a whale. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I was pointing out to Margo's, to Margo's mom and dad drove us to the airport because yeah. they were coming up here to send the sister off to college. And so I, yeah, so I saw humpbacks on, like near the beach on the way <laughs> up to the airport. And there was also a fire in like Gilroy. Oh no. And at first really? I was like, oh, it's probably just like a controlled fire. But then I saw like, then on the opposite side of the freeway, there was like two fire trucks with their oh. sirens on and then like an ambulance and like all sorts of stuff came, police. So I don't know if if you ever heard about a fire while I left. I didn't hear anything about it. I googled it, but there was a cold. There was a controlled burn <coughs> in Fort Ord while we were out whale watching one day. Yeah. Um, but it was like white smoke the whole time because they were putting water on it. Yeah, it just didn't look like a controlled burn. It, I mean, I don't think it was because they weren't. I don't think they would have siren. They would have already been there if it was yeah. controlled burn. I yeah. don't think they would have, be like rushing up with sirens yeah. and blocking all the freeway. No, I right? didn't hear. Yeah, but I didn't hear anything. But I wasn't really paying. Attention and it was either. totally like. You know, like the like a brush fire where it was like green um, bushes and like dead grass and like just like total like off the road fire. Like, yeah, it wasn't like they were burning like trash or something yeah. or burning something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways. Well, you didn't miss a whole lot. I mean, we still have humpbacks around. There's actually more humpbacks the last few days than there has been. Rizzo's quite often. Um, but the whales have been making us work for it. That's for sure. They've been moving around a lot. The food's been moving around a lot. But uh, for a couple of days, there's only like two or three whales. And then now we're up to like 10 to 15 again. That's so. so weird. Well, at least they're coming back because I have that trip coming up. Oh, yeah. In a couple of weeks. I think they're all just up in Half Moon Bay and everything might be moving back down. So we'll see what happens. They're going to end here. They're going to feed until they can't. And then they're going to leave. Yeah. That's what they always do. Yep. I think October is going to be awesome. I hope so. Um. So... The trip was incredible up there. I know. I saw some of your stuff on Insta. Not even that. It wasn't even like the shots that I got were, I mean, it was incredible, but the the whole entire trip went like just, it couldn't have gone any better. Oh, good. And especially because like leading up to it, it was like, oh, claiming rain for two days, which can scare a lot of people, yeah. you know, because they got expensive camera gear yep. and, and stuff like that. But you've seen the boat. So the boat is fully weatherproof. Yeah. Um. But we'll get to that in a minute. We literally left the harbor on the first morning. So we got picked up in Friday Harbor and we by a bus. And the bus has a – I didn't even know. I just booked like with the best rated like company yeah, up there. Yeah, And their bus had a full like killer whales and like all painted on oh. it. So it's like this, this big old orange – like not yellow but like orange bus with like killer whales painted all over the side. So it was kind of like perfect. Um, it did come with some spiders inside of it too. No, no, like straight up full spiders. spider web, like above our head. Like Awkward. it was cool. There was like a spider in the middle, two spot, three spiders in there. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, it was like a great experience. So we bust over to Snug Harbor, which is like seriously, it's like a very remote. Like it's a huge resort that's like all log, kind of log cabins. Like it would look like log cabins, but they're like more modern, I guess. Yeah, really pretty. Um, so we left out of there at like. I think like ten forty five. We we got there a little early and we we got on the boat right away, and we didn't even get. It's funny because as I'm walking up, Taylor the deckhand was like, "Dude, we got residents." Like, and I was like, "What?" And so like we didn't say anything, you know. And so Jeff did his little speech, and he's like, "Yeah, so you know, if all goes well today, I'm really hoping that maybe we can look for uh, our southern resident population." <laughs> and uh, 
maybe and then maybe we can also look for some transient killer whales and even some humpbacks and and you never know we'll come across minkies and blah blah, blah. under promise yeah and over deliver <laughs> so we literally leave the harbor and not even a mile like we turn left right away because they knew they were on the west side where like is a very typical spot for them to feed yeah well it used to be and um so we get like within a mile and or we turn out and within the mile we have Southern Resident Killer Whales. Oh, my God. So, like, we started the morning off with them. Um, with So, it was, it was like, just, it was a portion of the L pod. Yeah. And and they were spread out. So, um, we only spent probably, like, 30 minutes there. We wanted to, like, go, because they were right there. And we figured if they're going to be there, we could always, if they leave there, we could catch them wherever they're going to go in, because we have a full day, eight mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. So, and they were really, and they were in a spot where you have to stay a half mile off anyways yeah. against lime kiln. And so we we saw them. We, we followed them up to like we, we watched them up until we got to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then they literally lined up perfectly with the lighthouse. So we got shots of the killer whales, <laughs> lighthouse, and hundreds of people on the beach oh, watching them. Cool. Which is really funny because um, we saw some shots from the beach. Well, the killer whales weren't from where we looked. It looked like they were right on the rocks, right? Yeah. Well, from where they looked, it looked like they were way out by the boat. Mm-hmm. So they were really like pretty close to in between us, but closer to the, definitely closer to shore than they were to us. Yeah. But the compression from the lenses yeah. on both the beach and the boat made it seem like, you know, both of us had like an right. encounter that was un it was unbelievable. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it looked really, really close to um, either the beach or the boat. And so that was really cool to line the killer whales up, the southern resident killer whales with the lighthouse, yeah. which is like kind of iconic. Yeah. Um, so right after that, we left there. And we headed towards a place called Race Rocks, where had already, you know how they have their little app. So they had already like known that there was transients there. Mm, mm-hmm. So we went up, caught up to um, two trans, two. I think it was two, first. We, I, I believe we started with two males, seventy seven A and eleven A, and they were just hanging out. Just really, most of the killer whales that we encountered were kind of just cruising, nothing like too crazy going on. Um, so we, we saw them for a little bit, and then we continued into the Strait of Juan de Fuca, where we had um, another pod of killer whales. And I forget who it was, but I believe it was the 118s, and there were some others in there. And it's so crazy because right when we caught up to them, it literally dropped. like It was already flat, so I don't know how it could get any flatter, but it <laughs> felt like it just got even flatter. And um, the light like turned to this weird like blue like it was really over it was like overcast but sunny yeah and it had this weird like like navy blue like color water and then it was like the Olympic Peninsula all green in the background mm. and then clouds above that so it was really just like a really pretty moment and then so we left them and guess how many humpbacks we saw was were you seeing as many as um More Sarah than here. was posting. Dude, we saw over like twenty humpback whales. Wow! And okay, we saw over like we saw over fifteen whales within our mile, like a couple miles of visibility. There, if we every time we kept going, there was more and more. Like we could have followed them. They said there's probably hundreds in the Strait of Juan. Like if you kept going out the Strait, yeah. there would have been hundreds. Like wow! Like they're, I, I think they're pumped. They're like, this is a new yeah. Because I mean, to have that many humpbacks. They always talk about how they had barely any, you know, a few right, years ago. Like, right. like you could see 10 in the summer. Right. Just how we would say here, you well, know, Sarah in Southern California. Well, Sarah had like five or six whales in one frame, like right before you yeah. left. I was like, oh, they, oh. Had a, they took a video. Yeah, a video of like tons of whales blowing. Yeah. Yeah, there was groups of five together, groups of three. Like it felt like Monterey, but like with crazy, crazy backgrounds. Yeah. 
and it's just flatter than a lake. I'm telling you, if it could, it was flat, like so flat. I wonder how much of that is um, because of the blob that the whales are pushing in there. Well, guess what? It was red tide. Yeah. The further we kept going out, there was red tide. Because they also and there's a la- there's a river that runs off there, so it's also brown water. Yeah. But there was also like you could see, see red tide. Nature. Yeah, it was just like you know that when the, it's pretty warm. You know when the they, the humpbacks move their fluke yeah, and you it, can like see it well up. It like yeah, so you could definitely see like the algae. Because there stuff. was a report of striped dolphin up there as well. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, and obviously we spent a pretty good amount of time um, with each one of the animals. So yeah. that took a lot. And then, and there was some traveling. Just, we went to some cool spots, like in between some, I don't I can't even name. There's so many different islands. Um, there's this one island that's a, kind of like a, a myth. Uh, there's this one, there's a wolf on this island. Yeah, and some some people have like the people from Victoria. It's it's in Canada, so they've seen it, but like they said, they've been there hundreds of times and never seen it. So it's like it's a, just one. Wolf. It's like yeah, and it's like they're supposed to. It's some sort of spirit of like something. Um, so we we looked around for that and we saw some harbor seals and stuff like that right there. So you had everything you wanted in the first day. So yeah, did so you even wait, go out so the then second we, day? Yeah, right. <laughs> so then we left those humpbacks and we gave us enough time so that we could. If there would be a sunset, we could spend it with residents, hopefully. Yeah. So on our way towards where the residents were last seen, because they, they ended up moving like a little further south, I think. Yeah. Um, on our way to that, we came across the minky whale. Mm-hmm. So so we got like the San Juan Slam, they call it. So it's, <laughs> so humpbacks, transients, residents, orcas, and then um, a minky. A minky whale. Wait, what else? I feel like there's something else. We had four residents. Yeah, and that's it. So the, and and, and I mean, they do get fenwells very rarely in the yeah. Strait of Juan de Fuca, but like very rare. So and then um, what's it called? And we obviously had like stellar sea lions and California sea lions and harbor seals. So we come across this minky whale, and everybody's like, "Wow, how, you know, that's just one more species added to the yeah. list." It was super flat, calm, still, beautiful lighting, and then that. Minky will pretty much just led us right into Southern Residence again, which was now KL and K-Pod. But they were, like, very spread out. So it wasn't like yeah. we saw, like, you know, yeah. 50 killer whales. It was, like, 15 or 20, like, spread out. And there was more and more. Like, if you kept going further down the line, you would see more killer whales. Um, so we just really just sat, stopped the boat and kept our distance and just let them parade on by. Like, yeah. Ugh. And, of course... We had like a, a decently close pass from one of the bigger males. I think oh, it was K thirty three. Yeah, I think that's actually the picture I posted this morning. Um, so the first day was literally like grand slam. Couldn't have been any better. Everybody was like, "Well, I guess we could just go home." Like, because it's like, so you see all those things. Then it's like, "Oh, great! What am I going to show you tomorrow? Like, yeah, what are we going to see tomorrow? tomorrow? I guess I'll bring extra wheat thins or something. <laughs> like, like you know, what are we going to see? I'll bring extra snacks. Yeah." So, and then the next day we wake up to rain and it basically rained the entire trip. Yeah. I, uh, so we started at like 11 and about three o'clock the rain stopped, which during the whole entire like rain spell, we had humpbacks. Um, we saw an um, elephant seal. We had doll's porpoise, harbor porpoise. Oh, cool. So we still saw a lot of cool things. Oh yeah. We also saw those the first day as well. Harbor Porpoise and yeah, Dolls Porpoise? Yeah. Uh, or just Harbor Porpoise? Well, we saw Harbor Porpoise, and at the very end of the night, we I think we saw... they they it was We ended up seeing them in the same spot the next morning. Yeah. So I have a feeling it was Dolls Porpoise. Also, they said they might have saw a hybrid. So there is a hybrid between Dolls and yeah. Harbor Porpoise. I saw a picture of it. It looks kind of funky. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then the rain had stopped. We were right by what Saturna Island, I believe, and six plus humpback whales, like and nice. like leading out into the Strait of Georgia. And then we got a report of two transient killer whales, which so seventy seven A, which is really cool. We saw the same killer whale the second day. Um, 75 miles away from where we saw it the day before, right? Wow. And guess what? He was he he left 11A. 11A, they never see come way in. He ne- he like he like always leaves them right there. Hmm. So he never always he like they never really see him in the islands anywhere. He's always like in the strait, and that's it. That's where they, he's been seen the most. Well, 77A dipped out on him, and then met up with 40. Um, shoot, 43A3, another male. Hmm. How funny is that? Two di- and he so he just. And He's cheating on him. Yeah, well, it's funny because like, I'm dropping like, you off for your other friend inside the islands. I'll pick you up later out at the street. Well, this one was like a younger male, so he was just like sp- just starting to sprout. Yeah, and it's funny because Jeff was like, I feel like 77 days, just this like grumpy old man. He's just like, What are you doing? Like, stop following me. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, and it, it's so cool. And like the light opened up just enough. The rain had stopped some. It started to sprinkle during the um, encounter with the. The two killer whales, but we we followed, we watched them through Active Pass, and then we we found out that some other boats were going to come into the area and watch them. So we ended up crossing the Strait of Georgia and going over to Point Roberts, which is like I think the northernmost part of Washington before it goes to Canada on the mainland side, to look for the southern residents. Uh, but we we ended up not finding them over there because that's where they were last seen. Yeah, was headed up the Strait of Georgia, and usually they get to a point and they turn around. So everybody and and they hadn't seen them again, and they're not allowed to watch them in Canada. Yeah. So the last report was like once you know who they are and you've documented that it is a resident member, you can't watch them anymore. So someone had seen them, documented it, and left, but they assumed that they had turned back. So we went down to where we could watch them again. Yeah. To see if they were going to come back through. Yeah. Which ended up being. They ended up tagging one of the members the night before. They got a successful detag out on one of the residents, mm. and it ended up washing up into the port right there where we were. Mm. How crazy is that? Mm. So, and it stayed on. For, it stays on for twelve hours. Um, I'll learn more about that. We'll talk about the tag later on because yeah. I still have to listen to see what like data comes from it and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So. In, you can't watch Southern Residents at, in Canada at all. Until like October 31st, I think. And it, and it was like a, a seasonal test. They were like testing it out, but it's probably never going to happen again. Hmm. And for reasons such as like, if you can't watch them there, then no one can like even help. So say private boats are just running them over all day. Right. Who's there? Like, because they're not going to have their government agency out and neither are we because it's in Canada. So right. who's going to like protect them right which is why whale watching is so good for the whales is because you can protect the whales for things like that right so yeah but yeah that that ends in october and it probably won't happen again hopefully huh yeah well we'll see um so how are they well how are they supposed to measure the data like i don't understand if you can't follow them the d-tag well, no, but like, how are they supposed to know what oh, impact know. the band? They had on drones up. They, like Noah had drone up. Um, Cascadia, I think, had a drone up over the residence while I was there. Interesting. I was asked to put my drone up, like for Noah. Someone had reached out to someone on the boat and said, "Can you put your drone? Like, do you have your drone?" And I, I left it in the bus. Oh. 
<laughs> that would have been my time to shine with the residents. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's all right, though. They probably would have been like, it's under permit. You can't. That's what it was. Well, do it was anything. supposed to be under. Yeah, no, of course, but it still would have been cool to help with anything I could yeah. have. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it was just absolutely incredible trip. Man, that's awesome. The Stellars? Okay, there's so many California. They pulled up to this rock where they were like supposed to be like, okay, here's all the stellar sea lions. It was all California sea lions. <laughs> and then like around the corner was all the stellars. But they were like, this is like the most California sea lions we've ever seen here. So they're kind of populating up there as well. Yeah. Uh, but oh my God, the stellar sea lions are. We get that one here, you know, the couple here on the buoy, but yeah. those are so small. Like, oh yeah, another tiny they, compared they're like to a stel- They're like full either on. they're females or they look as small as our males. They're like a little bigger than our males. There's one that is a female. Ooh, excuse well, me. That comes down here. The males there, I posted a picture on Facebook today, are so big. Yeah, they're like a bear. What I think it's like twelve hundred pounds or something. Yeah, they're crazy. Huge. Crazy big. It's funny that we the the elephant seal we saw, I feel like I always see females when I'm out at sea. Mm-hmm. But we had an um, a male. The males go with north. The, yeah, with oh, maybe that's why. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, the males go north towards Alaska and then the females go offshore, like wet west of uh California. And he stayed up for a while. That's surprisingly. Because cool. you know how it's always like as soon as you point at it, yeah. it's down. Yeah. He stayed up. Everybody was able to get like a picture of him. I mean, we were a couple hundred, like we were 200 yards away or something, but still cool. Yeah. So yeah, that second morning we started within not even the same thing. We started out with the doll's porpoise right away. Yeah. So that was cool. Did you guys get a good encounter with them? Oh yeah. They were racing around, came to the boat. Taylor was like, dude, so as soon as Jeff saw him, he like pulled back and stopped to like look at them. He's like, no, 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 keep going. He's like, they don't like you if you're not going. And he starts to go again and they nice. zoom on over. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. Um, okay. So something I want to talk about, which Taylor was telling all the passengers on the boat, which is really cool, is um, just how well the, the, the transients are doing up there. And how poorly the residents are doing. And everybody wants to like base it off of sound and all these other things. Mm -hmm. But really it just comes down to their food source. Like there's no salmon. Yeah. There's nowhere for the salmon to go. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's literally nothing you can like, no matter what you do as far as whale watching or like changing the shipping lanes or do what, you know, slowing the number of ships down, like there's still not going to be food for them. Yeah. And there's plenty of food. And so it just shows you that the noise, as much as it can affect them, does not affect them, you know. It's not the primary stressor. No, for sure. Yeah, and sure, exactly. and I'm sure it can cause stress. But then while I'm there, J-Pod is down in the Puget Sound and a container ship goes through. And all of the, every single, like almost all of the pod members jumped in the wake. And I saw that the video. Vi- I mean, it's an incredible <laughs> video. They're surfing and surfing it. And then even one jumps out the back. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's like, obviously it's not making them that mad. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's times where like, it's annoying. Yeah. Just like living by the airport here. It's annoying. Yeah. And I am saying we obviously it'd be really helpful to, to say or to lower some of the noise and all of that. Right. But the food source is like, yeah, you got to go to the heart of the problem. You can't take the low hanging fruit. Yeah. That's not going to work. The science is literally there. They're showing that their cousins, the transient orcas, are doing like they're. I don't even know what their 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 rate is, but it's crazy successful. Yeah, but I think they're above six hundred killer whales now. Really? Yeah, and like the wow. Pacific Northwest, transients. That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was really like 
like sitting back and thinking about it, it's like, wait, they're in the they same. They use the same habitat. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And there's there's plenty of things for them to eat. So obviously they can thrive in that industrialized, you know, part of the coast. Yeah. You know what is funny? Is Sarah has pictures. Sarah and Jeff both have photos of Southern residents with harbor porpoise draped over their heads. Yeah, that, they that kill they, them. Like, they like play with them. Either they like play with them so much that they die, or like they just straight up kill them for fun. But I don't think. Yeah. She, she's like she's like has photos of them literally like yeah. spy hopping with them yep. on their heads. Yep. yep. And it's like just take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> just eat it. I promise it doesn't taste that bad. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the males will like. It seems like a frustration behavior, according to the scientists, that they or just beat up, har- or yeah, they just beat up harbor porpoise. They beat up all. I mean, I'm sure they beat up birds. Bottlenose dolphin do it too. Male bottlenose dolphin will beat up harbor porpoise and kill him and then leave him. Which is weird. I mean, harbor porpoise actually get to like five feet. They're pretty big. Yeah, they're they look so small compared to everything else we see in the yeah. ocean, but they're not that. I mean, they're taller they're than me. No, they're not. No, totally. they're like the same length as like I would be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're like 10 inches shorter than me, but still. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. Um, like, will they switch prey or are they just going to go extinct as the salmon populations decline? Like what? Well, they're going to go extinct too. Yeah. I so, mean. They, I mean, the everybody, like one of the main things they talk about up there is really just like. It's not breaking. It's not like opening up the dam. It's really just digging a, a basically a moat around each side of the dam. This the lower Snake River Dam, or dams, I guess. Yeah, just change the amount of water flow. You don't we'll have to let, actually remove yeah, the well, structure. Well, yeah, they don't need to like because it would just be like it would take a long time for them to destroy that whole structure right. and take it away. Right. They, which probably I feel like all that stuff going into the water would be really bad for it as well. Uh, possibly, but also like you're gonna flood areas that are now developed. Yeah. So you're going to have to figure out what to do with all the people. Yeah, so they're they're saying that, like just building around it would be awesome or like opening yeah. it up on each side of it. Yeah. I just think it's so weird. It's like what do you think is going to happen when you close off the place where the fish are supposed to go? Yeah. Go and and freaking just it blows my mind. Well, there used to be a lot you more fish. You can't spawn. There yeah. used to be a lot more fish. Well, yeah, so there was the ton- odds of some making it through were higher. Yeah. And now that there's less fish, it's like every fish counts, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just think back to Jason Colby's photos of those, like, mile-long stretches of, like, gill nets and stuff where they just used to catch thousands and thousands. They basically just, like, put a giant net in front of every river outlet in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, it caught whales. It caught everything. Millions of salmon and, yeah, a whole bunch of other things. Bycatch, sharks. They have a lot of six gill and seven gill sharks there. Oh, really? Yeah, and there was one other shark they were telling me about. That's cool. Yeah. It gets pretty deep in some spots in there. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, do they ever go so far that they're like way out in the open, exposed ocean? So where we were in the Strait of Juan de Fuca, it's so hard to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, We were only like, I think, 15 miles from the open ocean if we kept going. Yeah. Well, maybe a little further than that. And they said that or actually maybe it was like maybe like 25 or 30 miles from the open ocean. But they've been themselves the furthest Jeff was saying. He's like, I've been as close as 13 miles to the open. He's like, I really want to go so bad. He just you got to have time on your trip. 
I know. It's like, why don't you just go out on I'm your like, own? Like, you own the boat. Why yeah, don't you just, just go? go? <laughs> <laughs> but surely there's a day where it's calm enough and you don't have a trip that you can just Imagine going take out it. and seeing like who knows what. They've even had offshore killer whales show up there. Yeah. Could you imagine going out and it's like we actually thought the could whole- be whale palooza out no, there. Can you, you didn't even like, know. Oh, you think residents and transients aren't friends? He's like they're just taking a break from break from each other in the islands. Yeah, like, seriously. When they're offshore, they all hang out. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I don't want to see you on the side of the island for the next <laughs> six hours. <laughs> residents, transients, offshore orcas all hanging in one place. Yeah, it could be just like a or it could be like a blue whale party out there. Who knows? Yeah, that. Oh, I would love to be there the day that a blue whale shows up. I th- it will happen for sure. It could happen this year. Man, that warm water has been creeping into shore. It's really kind of getting scary. Have you been watching the temperature maps at all? I haven't seen anything, but oh, I know it's boy. warm everywhere. Yeah. it's. I mean, they have a they have red tide in there coming into their, you know, strait. Did they say they've ever seen that before? Uh, I think they have, yeah. Yeah, we've had the red tide. Also, it's probably here. hard to tell when the water that comes out of some of the rivers is brown, you know? Yeah, that's true. I'm sure they do some sampling up there, but um, they're eating krill, all the humpbacks. Really? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, blue whales could definitely go in there and join yeah. them. Yeah. I've seen blue whales and humpbacks feed together, so it's possible. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely happens. Well, it looks like the, I'm sure more than we think too. I bet there's right now there's probably humpbacks and blue whales out there feeding together. Oh yeah. Off of California somewhere. Oh well, they saw them on the fishing boats a couple days ago down at Bixby. There was blue whales and humpbacks everywhere feeding together. So it was just a big whale so, party, but let's go really far away for the boat. So let's go. Um, yeah. So right now the warm water blob situation, we'll see how it moves in towards shore. It is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, It's like 125 miles out right now. If I'm reading this correctly, um, it's 68 degree water creeping its way in towards the coast. Um, and then at the at Point Pinos, it's like 59 degrees, according to the temperature map right now. So it's it's pretty warm. It Inside the bay, cool. it's it over 60. It should cool off soon, right? Uh, but Monterey gets that like Indian summer. Is that what they call it? Yeah. it's Well, the Is air the temperature... Term? The air temperature is warm. We get a nice little shot of warm weather in the fall like we're experiencing today where it's over 90 degrees in Monterey, which is like obscene. Why do they call it that, Indian summer? It's, mm. I just Googled it. It's a real thing. Yeah. An Indian summer is a period of unseasonably warm, dry weather that sometimes occurs in autumn. So like fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is like that. I feel like every September gets really hot here kind of does that everywhere, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, last year we didn't have it, though. I was, I was actually kind of whining about it, which was surprising for we me. We had a couple hot days, but nothing like, like this year's been really hot. Yeah, we've had some nice stretches of warm weather and calm weather. Because last year, that was actually my real complaint. It was like, not only did it not get warm for a week or two in September, it also was super windy. And I was like, what the heck? It's not supposed to be windy anymore. It's the fall. So. So did you watch um, Greta's video? Yes. How would you feel about it? Um... I think that she's right. How dare you is the best phrase you could possibly use. I think it's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely not the first person to go up there and address the UN. She's not even the first kid to go up there and address that that part of the UN. Um, yeah, it was, just, God, it was a really I hope compelling they video. To her. I, hope, I hope we, I mean, because the other thing is you look at, um, I think today, she's a president or a prime minister of Marshall Islands, whatever her title is. Um 
She's like, in 30 years, my islands will be gone. Yeah. If we don't figure this out. Like, we're going to be destroying entire land masses I that really human beings live on. I really think a lot's going to be gone in 2040. Like, 2050. Oh, yeah. Like, when we're 60, 70, I think a lot's going to be gone. I had this creepy feeling last week. I was, like, in the grocery store parking lot, and I think I was just, like, really sun sensitive all day. But the way the sun felt on my skin and then it was starting to be sunset and I still felt like the intensity of the sun on my skin. I just had like this Mad Max vision of like everything being like, you know, that weird, like polluted air color and hot and dry. And I was like, man, I'm just buying these things at the grocery store like it's nothing. Pretty soon we're going to be fighting over fresh produce and water. Like I just had this post-apocalyptic vision for a few minutes in the parking lot. I was like, oh, my God, this could happen in my lifetime. I think so. I think 2050, if we don't change, it's going to be crazy. I mean, There's, we're going to see a lot of animals go extinct in the next like 10 yeah. years. 10 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the residents, Southern residents are going to stay around for a while. I'm scared for the blue whales too. Yeah. I mean, they could go forage further north, but then if they really do breed in Costa Rica, the energetic yeah, but- cost of continuing to do that migration is going to kill them. Oh, they're going to have to not go as far down. Maybe they'll breed in Monterey instead. I'd be fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what we were talking about. We're like, okay, so it's going to become like 70 degree plus degree water here in Monterey one day. Is what like what what it sounds like. So we're moving back home to Oregon. Let's go start a whale watch company there. No, but (laughs) so and which is bad for the food. The thing is, is the whales, I think, will be okay, But their food source is what's not going to do well. Yeah. So if we were just saying like, okay, these whales are used to being in colder water, right? Yeah. Like I was like, do they sweat when they're in like Hawaii? <laughs> like, or the, you know what I mean? So if yeah. it's hot in both places, you know? Yeah. How do they? Well, that just means they're not going to store as much blubber on their body, right? So then how do they prepare for a migration? Yeah. Well, how are they going to make it 13,000 miles or whatever it is? Yeah. And make it, or yeah, round trip. Yeah. Gray whales, gray whales, that'll be an interesting one. Um, humpbacks, I mean, it's not as far of a migration. You know, you're looking at five to 6,000 miles for for some. Some are longer, but like, you know, some of the coastal um, populations of hump. But there are humpbacks and blue whales that are resident, that breed and feed in the Indian Ocean. So how does that work? You know, like what it, those whales have had a very truncated migration where they move into different zones of the Indian ocean for breeding and, and for f- feeding. So is maybe that going to happen here where they adjust their migration or are they just going to die off? Yeah. I don't know. So that could be an interesting thing too. Let's just go start a whale watch company <coughs> in uh, the Oregon coast. You know be what? Ready. They told me while I was up there, they're moving the Southern resident, um, endangered zone or like they're i don't know what's that oh called? they're expanding the critical habitat yeah all the way to monterey yeah all the way to somewhere in california yep. but i'm assuming it's Monterey. i think it is yeah they i think they are it's already like in place i something. thought it was already listed because they have been seen in monterey several times in the last 15 uh, I, years when they did it they probably forgot about it but now that they just got seen here it's a big deal so. yeah because in 2012 there was i knew that was gonna happen as well yeah so now our rules are gonna be the same when they're here once we identify them it's going to be 200 yards, oh, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, fair. It's fine. fine. I, don't, I don't mind the 200 yeah. yards. I, I mean, I'm, 
after the last 10 times I've been up there, I feel like, or last, not 10 times, like five if times. If they made the trek all the way to California to find food, they can have 200 yards distance. That's fine with me. Yeah. Go ahead. You made a long swim to come get this salmon down here. <laughs> Everybody up there is like, I hope they start staying down there in, in San Francisco and uh, Monterey. I'm like. There's a lot less whale watching there. What, here? Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's it's just there's, if there's, if there's more food, too. then yeah. that's a. Well, I mean, San Francisco's got to have a pretty. It's not the port stuff is a the, big deal. The but port like, in, I guess, in Seattle. If and you stay out in the open ocean, you'd be Vancouver okay. is pretty big, but or they could just hang out off the Oregon coast all the time. If this, yeah, what I'm saying, there. like just no, between no here there. and there, it doesn't have to be in Monterey. Yeah. You know, they're not going to hang out in the bay, yeah. twenty four hours a day, anyways. Yeah, I just want them to have you know just a peaceful life with lots of salmon. That's all I want for them. If we can watch them and we can teach people about them and inspire them to, to take action to help keep their ocean habitat a safe place, great. But if they find food and they're out of sight of all of us, you know what? That's okay, too. Dude, it's so hot outside. <laughs> I, was just, I don't know what happened, but ice cream just popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be nice. I'm hoping for a nice little ocean breeze. 63 degrees in Friday Harbor. That's what Monterey should say oh, right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, normally it is like 65 here. or seven, If anything, 73 degrees, not 90. 73. It's, it's, it's hotter here right now than it is in Long Beach, California. Oh. 92 in San Francisco. Wow. Where I can't find Monterey. Come on, dudes. Monterey. Oh, there we are. 88 degrees right now. Oh, so it came down a little bit. It was 91 when I came over here. It probably is. The probably, breeze I mean, probably picked up. Yeah. My goodness. Tomorrow's going to be 7. We're dropping back. This weekend will be 64 again, which is nice. Yeah, it looks like it gets windy this weekend. I too. never thought I'd be asking for colder weather. <laughs> in California, I guess. Or here in I'm Monterey. Always, I'm always down for colder weather. I love it being warm, though, but not inside the apartment. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as, like, AC and it really, like. No. In it most in most coastal here. towns, there's like when I lived in Newport Beach, I mean some of the houses had AC, but like most likely you don't have AC. There's no point. Yeah, it's perfectly like the weather is usually pretty perfect year round. Yeah. Yep. You either need your heater or you don't need. You definitely don't need the AC. Yep. Yeah, that's how that's how it is. Growing growing up in um, the Willamette Valley, it was the same. My parents ha- finally got one for the window, and now I think they just have some like nice, really nicely designed fans. But yeah, they don't have like central air or anything. Oh, yeah. So I shared that girl's Greta's video in my story yesterday. Yeah. And so I guess obviously I had to take a plane to get home. Some lady wrote me and said, she said, you just contradicted yourself by sharing this video and taking a plane home. I was like, well, I still have to get home. You know what I mean? Like that. It's true. Like the thing is, is what are you going to do? You can't. There's no way they're going to stop using planes to get yeah. places like that's never ever 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 well happen. but if you if you, you can't can, take a boat that's, that's just more no. noise in the water and more like or you could yeah i mean you could take a sailboat like she did to get across the atlantic but that also tacks on a lot of is time that how she it's got expensive here? Take a sailboat yep wow that proves yeah. like i yeah. almost replied she's and I, was like, I guarantee she flew here but so no, she, she she's committed here. she sailed um so yeah but if okay you, but still like if you can you afford it. You can't sail it, all the time. No. First off, no. it has to be a good weather window. You have to yeah. be on a nice sailboat. Like, you can't yeah. just take a, a 25-foot sailboat across the world. Like, Yeah. But if you can afford it, some airlines, actually a lot of airlines do it now. You can buy carbon offsets for your tickets. 
Um, so if that's a financial commitment you can make, there's a way to reduce your impact there. Or if you can find alternate modes of transportation that have less carbon emissions than flying. Is cars less? Um, I guess it would depend on how far you're going. Well, from here to Washington. But probably, uh, probably yes. I don't know. Um, but you could also potentially take the train. That may be less carbon emissions. Sure. I'm not sure what the Amtrak trains, what fuel they run on. Yeah, it's just going to take you three or four days to get somewhere. Yeah. So if you can afford it time-wise and money-wise. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's yeah. being selfish, huh? Well, it's it's a matter of convenience and also what works for your wallet and your amount of time you're available. Well, yeah, to go. you got to be able to like you can't just take off twenty four days of work yeah. to get somewhere because it's it's six days of train if you right. were to take the train. Like that's what I say. Plus, about you're gonna going have to home. pay for a hotel, so you're gonna yeah. have like there's a lot of things you're gonna have to pay for. Right, it's gonna be way more expensive. Right, I mean that's what I say about the train. The train would be cheaper to, and there is a stop in my hometown. However, it's twenty one hour train ride. So unless I'm going to be home for at least 10 or 12 days, there's it's no, not worth no, it. There's no, you can't, it's like going to Australia. You, you don't fly to Australia. You don't, you don't go there. We'll see again flying, but you don't take a, you know, 18 hour flight to China or anywhere and then stay there for two days and come back. Like you have to, like when you go to places that far away, yeah. you have to spend more than a week there. Unless to, you're there for business or something, but yeah. Yeah. But that's again, they're being paid for. It's all getting yeah. paid for. Like yeah. your time is being paid for, for leaving. So if it's like. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I think about more and more. I but just, you don't think they're ever going to get rid of planes? No, not necessarily. And I do believe that, like, we have the ability to engineer more. Um, yeah, planes will get better, I think. Yeah. vehicles, whether it's cars, trains, planes, buses, cargo ships. Well, like us riding our bike every single day, that yeah. offsets a Right. Uh, one plane and ride a year. That's the right? other thing that I always, you know, if I can bike somewhere in town, I bike to work in the rain. I don't care. Um, then that to me is like the less days I use my car in general is like the better I can offset all of my travels and, you know, going home to see my family, things like that. There was in the Whale Museum in Friday Harbor, there was a uh, big board that had like one through 11 on it. Right. And mm -hmm. there was a big wheel that you spin. And so you spin the wheel and it, it, it's a challenge. It was called a challenge wheel. Mm -hmm. And it tells you like, like number one was, let's just, I don't remember. So it's, you'll use only, you'll bring your own water bottle always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like number two was you'll ride a bike yeah. to work or whatever yeah. it was. So I thought that was pretty cool. I got number two, which is ride a bike, which I, if I go anywhere here, usually I ride a bike anyways. Yeah. Besides like if it's some like to eat or some, somewhere that's up a hill or whatever. Yeah. But usually, well, even then I ride my bike down to work. Yeah. So, and it said, like, just ride your bike to work or one place at least. Right. So, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And when I do use my car, I try and do, like, several, like, I'll save up all my errands for one day. So, I'm just doing them all at the same time. That way, I'm only driving the car once. Yeah. I guess that's, that's a good thing to do, too, huh? Yeah. It's so hard, though, if you got two people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, like, see, my wife and I only have one car total. Yeah. So... And if I'm going down to the bow, I usually ride my bike. And if but if we have to run errands at night, we usually go together. So it yeah. kind of saves. Yeah. Because most I feel like most people do have two cars. Yeah. So you know, there's little things we can all do to definitely reduce our impact. And and thinking about like buying carbon offsets or, um, you know, what Etsy just said um, they are going to take on with no cost to the vendors or consumers, uh, carbon offsetting all of their shipping through their website. 
they just announced that recently so that's really cool too to think about that when you buy things i mean carbon emissions are released to get your package from amazon did it come on a truck did it come on a plane did it come on a boat to get to you so oh yeah well most likely it flew yeah if it's a one-day shipping yeah well that's not true because well if got there somehow most likely flying or driving but there's warehouses amazon warehouses now like all over so and like based on our location, I'd say we have pretty big warehouses near us in Monterey. Like yeah, somewhere. like all the stuff's coming from like either San Jose or like yeah, Oakland but, or something. You know, choosing no rush shipping or really thinking about you know, can I get this product from a closer source? Even though it costs more, it's going to be less you know healthier for the environment, things like that. Yeah. Um, some of the hotels I'm in a sustainable professional sustainable hotel, hospitality professionals group and some of the hotels and, and conference centers and things in our area actually do carbon assessments as part of like their zero waste conferences or their low waste conferences so they'll they'll map out where every product that was served on the menu came from and they'll show people like how much carbon emissions they reduced by cho- by letting the 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 organizers choose these products that came from closer distances, even though they costed more, which yeah. is pretty cool. You know, it's, oh, we, we got um, fully vegan um, laundry detergent. Yeah. It's all plant-based. It's actually really good. It's like the best one we've ever had. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know what pissed me off is at the airport, we ordered some food and a drink and it came with a straw in it. It pisses uh, me off because it's like, one, it's my fault for not saying anything. Yeah. But two, it's like, I just feel like it should be mandatory to not give out straws, like at all. Yeah. Unless someone asks for it. Yeah. And then if they ask, then you give them a paper one. Yeah. Which I feel like paper's got to cost less than plastic, right? Or no? I don't know. So here's the other thing. Like, there's this whole concept of like But then it's cutting washing. down trees to get paper. Yeah. It's like greenwashing or like eco-taxing products. Like, for some reason, things that you would think would cost less because they're environmentally oh. friendly they charge people upsell it because they're oh, like yeah. oh it's trendy to be sustainable and it's like yeah no like the paper dude. the paper and sh- <laughs> all the different straws right now that are out are yeah. so expensive yeah for but, no reason yeah like if you would go flashback to 2000 and you went to like party city to buy like fun straws for your birthday party that were like reusable plastic ones you would have paid like a fifth of the price of what they are now because <laughs> they weren't trendy then like, remember all those, like, bendy straws that were, like, all swirls and yeah. loops and things? Like- Which is funny is because, like, <laughs> but people still give those kind of straws out as, like, not reusable, too. Yeah. And it just blows true. my mind that any place, like, it's like, how did the, like, with all the publicity around the world right now, right? How did the owner of that, like, restaurant not see it yet? Yeah. Or they just don't care. Which is, or it's not even that they don't care. It's just, like, it's just not something they're thinking about in their day to day. Yeah. You know, because we obviously work in, with whales and like are like we're into the Yeah, for us, you know, most decisions day to day have we think about the environmental impact. Yeah. Whereas other people, it's more or like. Or try to because I'm definitely not perfect. Yeah. Like just the, and, and I was thinking about it before I mentioned the straw thing. I was like, man, I should. It's my fault. I should just say, hey, if like we don't want straws. Yeah. But I do feel like it should in the big picture, it should be mandatory to not give out straws. Yeah. Like, well, it's such a joke. When, yeah. And when you get a plastic straw in your water, it's like, I don't even like straws anyway. Like, honestly, I'd rather just drink out of the glass. Yeah. But some people, I, I totally remember people, and I, I have this flashback of when I was really young, someone saying like, oh, I only drink out of straws. Like, and I remember them putting a straw in a beer bottle. I'm like, how stupid is that? <laughs> 
Like, you know what I mean? Or you putting sip a my straw wine in out a of can. a straw. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, the straw in the can one still blows my mind. I see people do it and I'm like, what? And I totally picture someone at the river drinking a V8 juice with a straw in it. And it's like, shut <laughs> up. I'm like, God. And They're it, like, it tastes better with a straw. But that I'm was like, in it, what? No, it 2000, does not. 2002 or something. Yeah. You know? You're probably not going to see that as much now. No. Well, and we're kind of spoiled in Monterey because now, because of the city ordinances of all the cities around us, they don't give you a straw. No, so you don't even have Marina to remember to do. ask. Oh, in Marina they do? Yes. I forget where we were, but my wife, with Mar- Margo and I, and we, it was somewhere over near like like the pizza, Blaze Pizza, wherever we were over there. Oh, out a at the shopping center. Yeah. And they had straws in there. Oh, no. No, Target. Target and Seaside, mm. their Starbucks has plastic straws still. Really? But the Starbucks in Monterey has paper straws. Because it's a it's a city ordinance in Monterey now. So yeah, all the and corporate Pacific companies well, have to I think, adjust. But Seaside yeah. is not. Yeah. So but it's Well so, and that target's in San City, so that's even a whole different deal. Yeah, and it's it's plastic straws in there. Yeah. Well, dining in Monterey City Limits and I think Pacific Grove, they you have to request a straw. So yeah, I'm even starting places to get in the think, habit of forgetting like to chopsticks ask. or the yeah. sushi places. Or yeah. Even places you would think that wouldn't have them, they all have paper straws now yeah. in Monterey. Yeah. I haven't come across anywhere in Monterey that has is still. Yeah. Using the plastic. deal was they're allowed to use whatever's left in their stock, but they could not place any new orders for plastic straws. Yeah. Which is cool that they're like that kind of At thing. Least is one also, city did it, but like it should be a California thing. To well, be it just failed in this in the legislature i forgot to get the update on it but um they tried to put it through for the whole state and it didn't go through um are we about to be voting soon yes what is this are you registered yeah okay good is everyone (laughs) else that listens to our podcast registered to vote because you should be because i got my new driver's license they i remember signing oh you just click the box see it's that easy you just click the box when you're at the dmv or you go on the internet and they ask for you five pieces of information and you say yes so I guess I was, this has nothing to do with whales. Anyways. <laughs> it does, wait. though. Your vote matters. Yeah. No, it does. That's not what I meant by it. I'm just saying this is not about whales. What you're, oh, yeah. That's okay. I was going to say that every all the new president things are like your their big like uh, promotional thing is now is to get on like a late night show. <laughs> I just was listening to something about that. So now it's like. Supposed to be comedy? I don't freaking know. Uh, yeah, our life is a reality TV show in this country. It's uh, just what it is. Where they used to do like morning or like they used to do other things. Now it's like get on like Jimmy Fallon or get on Jimmy yeah. Kimmel or get on. I mean, some of it's like you got to meet people where they're at, right? Like that's the key to any effective communication strategy. Yeah, you've gotta meet you got to be able to get at. it across to a platform. Right. Some what, one and way or where, another. Where are the vast majority of your your people? And if it's going to end up on Jimmy Fallon's YouTube, you know, yeah. and hit on his TV show, and his Instagram, yeah. and yeah. everything, then it's worth it. Yeah. So yeah, politics know, are like, it's all about social media now. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you got to reach your voters. You know, you got to you got to figure out where they are so you can communicate what you need to communicate to them. Yeah. Um, you know what I saw on Facebook the other day? What's that? Speaking of social media, but ties back into whales. Um, someone, you know that photoshopped photo of the blue whale with the tiny boat on top the of it? No, with the little skiff on top of it. 
Yeah, I've seen it. For so sure. someone photoshopped it more and turned it into a right whale head with the same blue whale tail and the same texture of the water underneath the bridge. And this is like the Godzilla of whales. I'm like, oh my god. I see this so much. Uh, every uh, now I always see pictures like a girl sitting in like a dandelion field with a humpback swing in the the clouds. It's like <laughs> I, I swear I see that like every day. But that now. one like people are like the the enormity of a blue whale. First of all, it's not a blue whale. Second of all, it's photoshopped. But Someone, one of the accounts that shared it, it got flagged by Facebook saying this is um, fake image. This is fake content or something, and so it's like their new security stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. Hopefully, people will read that and realize that a whale is not ten times the size of the Oakland Bridge. Or no, sorry, like a mile long or something. (laughs) Yeah, the whale's like three miles long. (laughs) I don't get why people do that. Like. I guess it's their art or their hobby or whatever. It's fun yeah. for them. Don't yeah. believe everything you hear on um, the internet. So some oh, one of the passengers, Dave, that was on my trip, he they're from Ontario, Canada. Well, they've been whale watching in Newfoundland, and he's like, you need to go there. Um, he went in June, and they had humpbacks next to icebergs, which is like my goal. That's all you want. You want whales and yeah, ice. Yeah, but I want to do it in Greenland. I want to do. I'll do it there. But Let's do both. Canada has really strict laws, and like you can't. I would have. To, I wouldn't even be able to get a permit or anything for the drone. So like Greenland, I mm. could do. So yeah. You want a drone photo of the whales on the ice? Yeah. Oh yeah, you described it to us. Yeah. I remember. Maybe one one peck fin underneath the iceberg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that guy said Newfoundland's really awesome. I think you've seen belugas there. They've seen narwhals. They've seen. Um. I think the narwhals might have been further up somewhere else in Canada, but for sure they have them there. And yeah, icebergs are floating in all over June or all throughout June. And I just talked to Eric Yee, which is in, just went whale watching in Newfoundland. And I think they had humpback. He saw humpbacks there, mm. but he said there was no ice. But the captain told him to come in June if he wants icebergs. So what do you know? So next June, we're going to Newfoundland? Yeah. The guy's like, you should run a trip there. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows the logistics side of things in Newfoundland, hits later up so he can plan a trip there. The guy said he went on like a, a, he had like a private boat or something, but I'm sure there's whale watch companies there. Oh, I'm sure there is too. I think actually I'll have to verify it for next episode, but I think there was a right whale sighted up there um, last week. They had like a really far north sighting last week of a right whale and it was feeding. So I'm really curious to know if Greta, because she just posted, here we go again. She's sailing. I'm really curious to know if she powered if the boat, I'm guaranteed it has fuel on it, right? It's solar and wind, I think. It really? may have a mu- It may have emergency gas. It's gotta have a, bo- a boat on it. But the whole the whole point of it was to be solar and uh, wind. She had it built though. No, it's a, like a professional sailing company or something, or like racing company so that cool. they contracted. Oh, uh, have you seen the Fridays for Future thing? That's pretty cool too. Uh-uh. There's a strike here today at twelve o'clock. Oh, or really? no, on Friday. Yeah, so you can... Let's go. Let's so go pick it with the high, Monterey high schoolers. <laughs> so you can shoot... It's probably what it is, huh? Yeah. You can, like, look at the maps and see where they're all at all over the world and, and join them. And if they're oh, marked... Wait. If they're marked blue, it's, like, every weekend. If they're marked red, they're, like, once There was one last only. Friday while you guys were gone. Lacey yeah, and well, I walked gonna by It's going to be every single Friday at 12 o'clock. Wow. For... Well, Lacey and I, you know, joined, the, joined the protest for a few seconds as we walked by. <laughs> Yeah, there was one when we the day we got into Friday Harbor. Friday. Yeah. There was one in Friday Harbor. Yeah, there was one in Monterey at the Friday, window by the last bay. Friday was like the climate um, strike. Uh, the climate summit was last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Started last Friday. Yeah. 
All right, so we're school striking. We're not using straws, and we're going whale watching. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna try not to fly. Or just offset is, when you fly. Yeah, that's a really tough one. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I just for me, I just feel like I don't think they'll ever get rid of planes. No, but you can find a way to reduce your impact. Yeah, that's your 2020 challenge. Offset your emissions when you fly. How? You're going to have to find out, man. <sighs> Anyways, we're going whale watching this week. Yeah. I guess. I think so. I, I hope so. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. All right. Margo looked at me on the couch today and she goes, you need to go whale watching. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, we've been home one day. <laughs> and she literally was like, like, looked at me like I was like a bad, bad person. She's like, you need to go whale watching. <laughs> I was like, geez, all right. So we're going well watching this week. Um, we'll let you know how it is. I, October 11th is my old day trip um, here in Monterey. And I think during that, I have two friends coming up for that all day trip. They both booked um, Taylor from the San Juan Island and Adam, who, Adam, who's been on the podcast before, is back from the San Juan Island. She was supposed to do it this week, but my seaplane was canceled due to the weather. <laughs> and I got stuck on the San Juan Island for another night, which was so horrible. <laughs> oh darn <laughs> and um so yeah both of them are going to be here so we'll probably get two for sure they both said they would do it so we'll have two people podcasting with us cool so we can save them for other episodes works for me man. and then eric will be back like before Soon, this weekend He'll be yeah back. so we'll probably the next this episode will come out next monday um or should we do it this week we should just post it now yeah we'll post it now and then next monday eric will uh episode with eric will be out i'm pretty sure we hope probably late no problem you know we're usually late <laughs> yeah it's like roulette podcasting so you never know <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast um we're well over a thousand followers on instagram all of our platforms have tons of views yes. and we're super grateful caitlin ran into someone at the farmer's market last night she told yeah. me yeah um how funny is this two of the passengers on the boat i don't even think they know that i'm on the podcast <laughs> And I don't even know. Did they know. tell you, dude, you should listen to this podcast? No, they were, she was like, I'm a whale nerd and like, or something like that. And like the other person's like, I'm a whale nerd. I still don't even know if they've listened to the podcast, to be <laughs> honest. But they were calling themselves whale nerds. And I was like, well, listen to the podcast. And they're like, wait, I think I've heard of it. So I think they have. I think one of them at least has heard mm. of it. Um, but yeah, if you guys know people that like whales, share it with them. That'd be cool. And also, thank you to those of you that um, support us on Patreon as well. Ooh, I'm going to put photos from my San Juan Island trip on Patreon. Ooh, so if you're a Patreon follower, you get exclusive yeah. content. Nice. Can you help me do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for listening thank and you. enjoy the rest of your week.